What doesn't matter is anything that you're doing at like a job or anything. <laughs> or like no. the career that you think that you have. Not at all. Not at all. It's almost like you just want to say like you're not your fucking khakis, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You are not your fucking khakis. I remember when I heard that. Um, it blew your mind. <laughs> yeah, my little stupid mind. My stupid fucking 19-year-old moronic mind. What's going on over there? Judy is like trying to force herself into this room. She wants to be my dad. She seems like she's probably like a sex pervert criminal. (laughs) She's a little girl. Did you rip her vagina out yet? (laughs) It had already been done before we got it. Not that I have proof or anything. Yeah. Like, what are you gonna do? Shove your finger in there and check? <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, I mean, are you gonna do that? I, I mean, like for real, it's that thing. Can um, you talk to me about it. Explain it. <laughs> describe it. Use adjectives. Oh my God! My mom just texted me. Why don't we have a Amazon Fire Stick? God damn it! <laughs> There that goes your January. So that makes me so mad. <laughs> I don't want to pay for anything. I'm cheap ish. Wait, are you are you wrapped in a blankie? What, what, yeah, I'm a little cold. What's I'm a little cold. Here? I'm you little chilly. bitch. <laughs> Dare you? I'm Q. And I'm Jewish Dave. This is Bird Road. This is Bird Road. The original How's bird. How's it going, everybody? Bird, the original bird fellas. <laughs> the bird guys back in the building. We're back again. <laughs> That's gonna be every episode. Be every episode. <laughs> this time it. This time it's warranted since it's been fucking forever since you, you know. <laughs> Yeah, we did uh, one episode this month. I, I think it, it's fair, though. I think December is always going to be a pretty slow month. It's, you know. What do you mean? Why would why would that? That doesn't stand to any reason. People are listening to podcasts. There's no, no but I mean, we're, like, we're, we're busy. Data supporting that assertion. Actually, it's uh, interesting that you brought that up. There's all these people in those podcast support groups asking whether or not we should not have episodes next week because of the holidays. Um, and I was going to ask you your thoughts on that. I think that's kind of bullshit. I think people are traveling and they need podcasts to listen to on their, you know, flights and stuff. My thoughts on that are that we need to unsubscribe from those groups because they're, um, <laughs> they're bullshit. They're just all bullshit, and they all just like suck so much energy so out of bad. us. They're so they're, bad, and, it, and nobody knows anything in, in those groups. It's like, no, well, have you, have you tried? Have you tried plugging your your microphone into the wall? Yeah, that that sometimes works for me. Yeah, and like, then and then and then <laughs> fucking as incompetent as that is, sixty-seven percent of the time it's the answer to the question that's being asked. <laughs> have you have oh. you considered a computer or using a computer? <laughs> Fuck, that was it. I wasn't. I, I love how computer. everybody has. I a just mixer. had a, a disembodied microphone <laughs> in front of me, and I was expecting a podcast to manifest out of nothing. And uh, yeah, you're right. I need a computer. And I need a subscription to uh, to uh, you know a hosting platform. Any ideas for hosting platforms? Um, at 45, 45 recommendations. Yeah, all of them slightly different. And <laughs> and then like one person like uh, these are questions that are already posed in the FAQ section. And then like ten people saying like, where is the FAQs? I don't know where those are. And then like one people one one person like yeah, this is what happens when Trump is president, and it's completely. <laughs> Every thread is completely fucking derailed because that's what happens. <laughs> that's what Facebook has turned into. There's first of all, there's no interacting with Facebook on its general. I don't know what do you call that feed wall, whatever. I, I like didn't. That, I didn't know so short into the, into the show. You would be uh, ranting against. Yeah, I'm Facebook going for it. I'm going for it eight, now. Eight I'm minutes in, and now. we're 
let's just do this. Let's do it. I'm do I'm I'm doing it now. Yeah. The generalized I'm Q. Like, function. <laughs> I look like I have like a missing tooth. Like, don't I? Like, you gotta do. You st- does it, <laughs> is it just something like maybe this tooth is this one tooth? It's like bicuspid is a little like crooked, and it makes it look like I'm missing a tooth i'm not i have pretty perfect teeth actually but just that one crooked one that gets kind of pushed to the back it's interesting uh, yeah look at it's that. gonna distract me <laughs> it's gonna distract me all day well, it's terrible dude, it's a normal tooth yeah that's weird wow it looks here, small it looks like, like it looks it, it looks thin when it's you're far away but it's not it's just kind of overlapped by one of the teeth <laughs> It's fucking disgusting. I can't believe I ever tricked anybody to have sex with me. <laughs> foul. Disgusting. It was just the one time. Beast. Yeah, just enough to... <laughs> that's it. I've only had sex once in my life to create a child. Because that's as God intended it. For all the rest of you out there engaging in like non-procreative sex, I'll see you in hell. It'd be weird if that was like the one thing that I decided I was like really pure about or that a person like imagine a person who just decides like the one thing is premarital sex. Like, no, that's fucked up, man. That's fucked up. I just did an eight ball with you last night and we it's just fucking wrong. We killed we killed a homeless person. (laughs) We kicked a homeless person's head in and did cocaine on his body. Yeah, I know. But like, I'm not going to fuck around with sex, dude. You know, that's like God doesn't like that. It says it right there in the book, bro. I mean, it's in the right Bible. There. It's right there in the book, black and white. They couldn't have made it any more plain for you. Wait, hang on, let me go stomp. That. Let me go stomp in this hobo's skull <laughs> for a few minutes. And, I like um, he also uses the word hobo, which yeah. I think is not a very nice word to say anymore. I don't care about that. I, There's no. You gotta can't take say pr- any words. I don't. I don't take prisoners in this podcast, and neither should That's you. That's true. That's true. If, if if you're if you're holding back, you're cheating us, and you're cheating yourself. We do have an explicit logo on our uh, iTunes page, so we can kind well, of do whatever. Yeah, we no, want. We, yeah. So, but you know what doesn't help you with the explicit logo if you use like the word retard or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's been in the whole like leftist sphere of podcasting. That's been like the big point of contention the last couple of months. Is like, yeah, some podcasts that say the word retard and some that don't, and I think we're pretty like we're so low key and below the radar we can sit retard as much as we want and it'll just be like our our loved ones who get angry at us that's another thing that bothers me in those podcast groups is all the people like claiming that you shouldn't you know have explicit content on your fuck podcast that like, oh, eat fuck my, you people eat my diseased <laughs> cock like just go oh oh my god what, what do you think we're doing this? For? I don't understand why those people are even trying to do anything. Like, <laughs> why bother? Those are people with who are like engaging in like multi-tiered marketing schemes, and podcasting is just like one of the entry points. It's like, you... <laughs> look, four-letter words aren't going to grow your user base. <laughs> it's time. just a type. It's a type. You know, it's a type of people that are. They're not my. I don't know. They're not my cup of tea. And they represent <laughs> something like 80% of the quote unquote successful podcasts of the world. It's them. Like the, yeah. there's like the, I don't know. There's like a couple hundred podcasts out there that if I had the time I would listen to, right? Maybe 200 podcasts. There are 15 podcasts that I do listen to. And that's a lot. That's a yeah. lot. And, but the, overwhelming majority of podcasts who let's say that there's 10 i think we, we were fucking around with this number right like these stats came out recently and we were talking about it like you and i were texting about it about how there's like podcasts that get like ten thousand or more downloads there's right. maybe five thousand there's maybe five thousand of them it's very and small it's crazy it's small. very small it's tiny like the overwhelming majority of the podcast titles in the apple store because they talk about how there's like seven hundred thousand of them but something like 690,000 of them are like one episode of somebody who tried to figure out how their how, how the yeah. microphone on their <laughs> laptop worked like the the yeah. native microphone on their laptop and it's just them like 
Uh, welcome to the, to the, to the, to the, to the um, I think I was a guest of, on that show. This is it. This is it right here. Uh, welcome to the first episode of Chris's Chris's podcast, the podcast of Chris. We're gonna be. Um, did everybody see this Mueller? The, the Donald Mueller? No, Donald Trump. Mom, like that's what half of the podcast. The, no, ninety. I was venture to say ninety percent of podcasts are not to say that we didn't sound uh-huh. a whole like lot like that at our. But I mean, I have more resources and I have more money than those people. So <laughs> the point, the point being, there's a point. That, yeah, no, I was trying to get back to the point where I was talking about the fact that every pot, like every podcast that you that we encounter in those groups that we're talking about, of like, it's all people who are like life coaches or, um you know, mark quote unquote marketing experts or right. people who are CEOs of companies that of companies that have their name in the company name. Yeah. It's like I'm <laughs> I'm Jacob Forrester and I'm the uh chief executive officer, president and chairman and vice chairman of Jacob Forrester Industrial Industries Incorporated. <laughs> I'm, like here to tell, show. I'm here to talk to you about uh about guest services your guests (laughs) are the services that you need you need to give them service for them to be your guests they don't have to be your guests in today's modern world in today's (laughs) modern world of the internet of things these people can go anywhere that they want and they can spend their money with bitcoin anywhere oh, with the rise of crypto <laughs> no immediately our podcast is going to be taking down because we're talking about crypto and Bitcoin. yeah no you can't do that <laughs> oh you can talk about killing the president before you can talk about bitcoin <laughs> <laughs> remember the state where uh, you couldn't say kill the president and then everybody yeah everybody runs out the secret service <laughs> takes him away what, because I said I want to kill the president? Hey, go, 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 go. <laughs> We've talked a lot about things that I like that I love. I've I've mentioned this to you before, this like trope of things that I love, but I hate the fans of it. Yeah. Yeah. And um like podcasting is probably one of those things. <laughs> like the con like the concept of podcasting. I like do I like doing this and I hate everybody else who is into it. Well, yeah, you you're you don't you mean more you mean not fans you mean podcasters right it's you you, you love podcasts you don't like podcasters okay i don't like yeah. podcasters i don't like yeah. people who podcast about movies i don't like people who yeah. podcast who, who podcast with me i don't <laughs> like people who are also on my show with me <laughs> what about ones with a beard huh. especially them <laughs> It's so um, weird seeing yourself. So what's going on with you? Nothing, nothing, dude. I, uh, I'm great. Got a whole whole bunch of piecing it together as I'm working on. We're filling out the end of the year with a million episodes, and uh, I'm working on the Pup Pups album, which is coming out amazingly, and starting to plan some new music as well, and <laughs> doing everything but Bird Road lately. <laughs> I think you're forgetting he's, where your bread is buttered. He's he's staring at me, everybody. I think you're forgetting where your bread is buttered. I think that you need to be you need a reminder of the provenance of the butter that's on your bread. From whence it comes. <laughs> that butter. Why don't you tell people about how you used to eat sticks of butter? <laughs> when you were little. Now now I'm on a keto diet, so I can eat sticks of butter. No, you're not gonna engage in that story. <laughs> Yeah, no, my parents used to give me sticks of butter to eat, and I imagine I must have really liked them. I mean, what kid wouldn't? Maybe we'll be more funny and more, um, you know, entertaining if we're not staring into each other's eyes. (laughs) I mean, anything's possible at this point. What kind of shit should we talk about for this episode? I don't know, dude. Like, there's a... I mean, do you do you have any story? Like, I I had a couple of ideas. I mean, did you have anything you wanted to lead off with, like to get us into talking about actual things? 
Yeah, I was going to ask you about Globes and other awards noms. <laughs> See what you think about those. That collection of words. <laughs> I wasn't going to go in order necessarily. <laughs> it seems kind of abrupt to just gloss over anything happening with piecing it together and then just uh, let's just go right into awards nominations and the globes. what's going on in piecing it together why don't you why don't you pr- pr- promote whatever's going on i just put up a uh, special episode where i interviewed the director of my artificial music video ben yonker it's uh it's really mm-hmm. great it's really really awesome episode i was really happy to do it because you know how much i love that video and it's pretty much my favorite thing i've done this year so uh, to get to talk to him and get into all the behind the scenes stuff, it was really fun. Um, and we have we're recording episodes. Well, we just did Spider Verse, which will be out um, probably this Friday. Otherwise, it'll be out on Monday. And we'll uh, we're that one. Yeah, for sure. And we're we're recording um, uh, Vox Lux and Overlord later this week. And just did a Star is Born as well. So uh, which that I'm going to schedule for when it comes out on video. Uh, yeah, uh, I've got a whole bunch of new episodes coming of that. So I feel like the Star fun. is Born is, has ceased to be like, that's not a movie anymore. That's just an Internet meme now. It's more popular <laughs> as an Internet meme than it is as a movie. You would say that. You know, it's funny. Okay. And I don't know if we've ever oh, said God this. Oh, God damn, Dave. Please tell me something funny. For fuck's yeah. sake. I mean, God damn it. You and this meme about a Star is Born thing. I've been on Twitter ever since I started this show because, you know, I, I want to get more involved in everything. I've seen two people post a meme with Lady Gaga looking and smiling at the camera. Like, That's twice. Weird. And I follow, like, all of film Twitter. And I see no memes related to that scene and i you say that it's like the biggest meme thing um i i don't see it at all no it was just it was a popular one i don't see it and i don't see it anymore but it was it was I, ne- popular. I never saw i never saw it like i saw like two jokes like the whole time but no it's a great movie though you should see it you wouldn't expect it to actually be good because of what it is but it's actually really really great and the music is awesome it's just i hate white people now I mean, are there any black people in it? Dave Dave Chappelle doesn't count. <laughs> it broke up and then just went immediately to, are there any black people? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> there may have been a couple others. Uh, I, I don't. I don't really remember them very much. It's so awkward with the breaks. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> with the connection breaks it may, like i never know for sure if you're about to talk or if like you are talking and i'm just not hearing you it really kind of makes it difficult well you know sometimes i need to pause and gather my thoughts and um we, we've just been like <laughs> we've just been conditioned to expect that to be technical failure <laughs> I mean, we could be having this. Honestly, there's no such thing as a good, clean phone call anymore. We could both be talking. We could be recording this on our on each other's ends and be having a phone call on a landline. And it, the, every uh-huh. phone call is bad now. Every yeah. phone call. They're all <laughs> terrible. You know, you I can't gotta, even find a landline anymore. Do you have a landline in your house or no? We actually do have a landline in our house. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe we should, that's how we should talk from now on. Maybe yeah, we well, record it, on our it makes no sense for you and me doing Bird Road to use one of these online services unless we have a guest or something. Yeah, but honestly, like, even if we were like, okay, well, then let's get off of Squadcast and let's start doing like, um, you know, let's just record ourselves and do something uh, that's, you know, the conversation portion of it, like the, the, the phone call. Let's do it on a more stable app. What is a more stable app? Google I'm, Hangouts sucks. FaceTime yep. sucks. All of it is bad, and all of it does the same thing in a different, a different variation. Well, that, yeah, I think it would be a phone call then, because so, even phone calls suck, dude. Even calling each know. other on our cell phones are bad. I, like I think it's, I, I think it might just be Miami, um, <laughs> because I mean I don't have that problem at all. Yeah, the infrastructure here I, in Miami's falling apart. Bridges yeah. are falling on people and crushing them to death, and like. <laughs> 
<laughs> the phone lines are just strangling lines, people. Yeah, no, like <laughs> the, the there's there's been this like the, fun, the outside my job in Little Havana, there's been this um ongoing public works project, like this capital investment project where they're trying to fix the uh the sewers in a very old part of town. They've over the it was supposed to be like a year and a half project. It's like the cost overruns are like something like five times as much as they were supposed to be. It's been three years and they, they just the other day ripped up the whole fucking street in front of where we work and uh, Florida Department of Transportation um, just like left a bunch of equipment there. Their contractors are just <laughs> they just like and it was hilarious because we went outside and there was this like um, a backhoe or whatever, like a big ass industrial size, you know, like 50 foot tall backhoe and the the crane the bucket was under the ground right like in the part the hole that it had dug up and um and somewhere along the lines like like something broke and let loose a whole bunch of concrete so this enormous hole that they spent all day building they left and it's just like a bunch of concrete poured into it and it rained so it hardened and the fucking backhoe the backhoe bucket was frozen in gra- in the ground was like encased like fucking uh like han solo in 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 uh in return <laughs> of the jedi and it was just like stuck in there and was like, you know what that sounds like... like that that sounds like a really awesome tony hawk uh course yeah <laughs> it looked like <laughs> it would great. be something out of fucking tony hawk yeah exactly <laughs> like you have to grind down the, the yeah, arm of you gotta the thing. grind that thing and if you don't and if you don't ollie <laughs> off of it just right you just break like you break all the bones in your body while lemmy's screaming <laughs> i don't remember where i was going with this story but yeah no miami's infrastructure is terrible like a, a, like a bunch of people got crushed by a bridge earlier this year and just murdered you could just be walking anywhere and something falls out of the sky or you fall into the ground and it's it's becoming a really deadly place. I'm not surprised that yeah, there's no capital. Talking about uh, Tony know, Hawk reminds me that uh, this week one of the people from the old Sony Street team where I used to work for uh, they created a Facebook group to like try to reunite everybody from all the different cities, all the the Sony team. And they were yeah. posting all these pictures from when we went to South by Southwest. And I saw these pictures of myself looking all Jewish Dave, 24-year-old Jewish Dave-ish. And <laughs> it's pretty funny. I got to send you those pictures. They're great. Am I in any of them? Not interested. Uh, no. Not you were on the phone probably at some point. That's cool. I mean, it's just like a big collection of failure, really, right? Like people <laughs> who like tried to do a thing that didn't work and that nobody wanted. I mean, there's a couple of realtors in the group, so I guess. So. Oh, never mind. I bite my tongue. Then I take it back. I eat my words. If there's a bunch of realtors in the group, then damn, did those people rebound strong? Jew- Jewish Dave coming hard after the realtors. <laughs> Do you hear that new episode of Bird Road? Jewish Dave's a dick. Jewish Dave fucking gave it to the realtors. <laughs> They've been asking for it, getting all uppity. Since the housing crisis, <laughs> I feel like realtors should have learned a lot of humility during the housing crisis. Do you, do you think uh, there or was a lot of suicides? Themselves. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Suicide, I think, is probably the best answer. Because think about it. There's this tiny, like, little sliver of a thing that you know how to do. And it's it's something that, like, the service that you do is something that, any normal person if they devoted maybe a couple of weeks of study could just do it themselves and not have to hire <laughs> sure. you. Sure. Yeah. So what your entire profession is banking on is the willful ignorance of wide swaths of people. <laughs> yes, so people are just exactly. like, I don't know. I don't know how to read a 40 page <laughs> manual. I just hire a realtor. <laughs> people who by it the way d- probably <laughs> should not have somehow accrued enough capital to be able to purchase a house like why does that guy that's what i was gonna say it, it should also be it should be criminal to sell a house to these people <laughs> yeah it should be against the law so you're telling me i'm never gonna have to pay for nothing no <laughs> no i'm telling you that a house is a much better investment in the long term than rent because you know money that you spend on rent 
only goes to your landlord and money that you spend on a house is like an investing in a real property that you own. So I'm never going to have to pay nothing then. <laughs> so you're telling me I give you all my money and you're going to give me this house for free. There's a lot of things wrong with what you just said. And uh, I'm not even really sure how to parse it from the beginning. But yes, that's exactly what, that's what I'm telling you. Yeah, man. I don't know. This like, episode's dark. This episode's dark. <laughs> it's very this dark. is what happens when you let it go too long. Merry when Christmas. You, <laughs> Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. You're dying. You're all going to die. What are you doing for Christmas? I'm going to Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm going, just like every year, I go to Puerto Rico. Yeah. Yeah. I have to fly. Oh, sorry. I have to fly out on Friday. And, um, I hate, <clears throat> I hate it, dude. Whenever I'm like a few days away from an air an, uh, a flight, I start getting edgy and I, like, ugh, I don't feel like doing it. Yeah, this is like the first time all year that you've had a few days that where you weren't like getting on a plane. It's I haven't like, flown. You, you've flown a lot this year. I had a break. I told you I went to Orlando I last down. week. I had a break. Down. <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't take it anymore. I just, <laughs> I really I, I got close though. Uh I went I went to Orlando last week and that was the first time I had flown since um like September. So that was a long break for me. Like September mm-hmm. so October, November I didn't fly at all. I didn't go anywhere. I stayed in town, which is you know, that's kind of but I go places that suck, man. I don't go anywhere cool. Right. I don't go anywhere cool. And when I go places that are cool, I don't have time to do shit, dude. I like I'll go somewhere for work and first of all, ninety percent of my flights are to fucking Charlotte or something like that. Which is just a, a fucking dump. It's like a it's like a very, very, very clean Applebee's. And it's like no matter how much you clean Applebee's, you're still at Applebee's. And it fucking sucks. Hey, wouldn't it wouldn't it be awesome if uh wherever you flew in the country, you walk into an Applebee's and rubs is there? You just awesome. get to hang out with Rubs for like would, 45 minutes. Would, if that was the case, if Johnny Rubs was inside every Applebee's in the country, <laughs> I would be frequenting Applebee's like pretty much every day. That would rule. What do you think about this gender neutral Santa situation, huh? What do you, what do you, what do you got there? What do you think? You think Santa should be general gender neutral? I mean, I I think uh, I think it's hilarious, and we were kind of talking about it beforehand about uh, how I, I don't think either of us believe that these are real things that are happening, but they're certainly going around. What like Santa? I believe in Santa, dude. Santa's real. Yeah, I mean, he kind of is as an idea, but it's like Santa could just be a leaf or a tree. <laughs> yeah. No, know. that was the thing I shared where there was a uh, there was a, a radio station in some shitty part of the country, like the 80% of the country that just sucks from... I think it was in Charlotte. Could be in Charlotte. Makes perfect sense. It would absolutely be in Charlotte. Not going to look it up. But this uh, radio station, to make a point, a non-PC point to own the libs, uh, played the rape song baby it's cold outside for like five hours in a row or something like that. Mm. And I, I retweeted that because I, I said like, it's crazy to me. It's I'll never stop being surprised at the thing, the things that conservatives think liberals care about because the manufactured like we talk about like manufactured outrage and the joe rogan's of the world or the not the the you know the uh ricky gervases of the world are like uh, they, they build their brand these days on being like not pc and telling it like it is and uh you know shredding the kind of people who would you know give a hard time to uh the critics of a 70 year old bing crosby or whoever the fuck sang that song uh, song because of its rape overtones but my challenge to all of you who are building your edgelord brands and non-pc brands on that presumption is can you please find me the actual people that are pissed off about baby it's cold outside 
not a Huffington Post blogger who, you know, embeds maybe three or four tweets from some random account, anonymous accounts. I'm talking about like, is there somebody out there? Is there an activist out there? I work with activists. I mean, like I'm, uh, you know, I've talked about it before that I work with the DSA and I like, like I'm, I've been, you know, sort of more involved in doing that lately and, and involved in like, there's things those guys do that they do and work on their political projects that they work on every day. Every day, those guys are out doing, you know, labor union stuff at the airport with the, you know, baggage handlers and trying to organize different labor unions. They're out, you know, doing rallies for Medicare for all. They're doing things like um, sharing Sundays where they're out there giving homeless people food like they're active and they have lots of issues that they work on. And you can argue about the merit of some of them. But one thing that's never come up in a single fucking DSA meeting I've ever been to is that baby it's cold outside is problematic and we should do something about it. There's nobody out there. It's a fucking straw man. It's a straw man for people to get outraged about non-existent outrage. Like there isn't any real fucking outrage out there about who, who is the person Roxanne gay or whatever that's out there complaining about the problematic overtones of baby. It's cold outside. And here's my thing, Dave, before you get to what you're going to say is the bullshit that gets used to perpetuate this shit is where, There'll be a survey and they'll ask a thousand people, do you think these are the lyrics to baby? It's cold outside. Do you think they're problematic? And maybe like 34% of people will be like, yeah, now that I read them. Yeah, I guess that is kind of rapey because the lyrics are kind of right. are kind of rapey. Like, what are you going to do? They are. And then that turns into the headline. 34% of Americans think that baby it's cold outside is a rapey song and should be removed. And then you get this dipshit in charlotte or wherever on the radio who's like well i'm gonna show all these libtards and play this fucking song for five hours in a row and that'll that that'll brand me a uh you know disciple of joe rogan and and show how edgy i am and and how free it's like you're you're fucking tilting against windmills you shithead you're nobody gives a fuck about this stuff nobody cares it's all made up I i love when they say the internet says (laughs) <laughs> it's like two tweets, you know? um, <laughs> but no, I, I was going to say, uh, I, I was going to say, so are you, are you suggesting when you say nobody, do you think that it is like such a small, small, like literally like 12 people maybe, or do you think that it completely is non-existent? And it's made up by people that are maybe Republican or whatever the opposite of the issue is to make the other side look dumb. Unless I'm presented with new evidence, I say it's completely non-existent. And what I mean by that is this. People make political projects out of things. There are people out there, like I said before about like Roxanne Gay, for instance, who – people people like her people hate her but like she has a political project where she's fighting against patriarchy and like every day she wakes up and that's a thing that she's doing right there's not a single person out there in my opinion any real person out there who wakes up and is like i'm gonna get santa to be gender gender neutral i'm gonna get baby it's cold outside to be pulled from radio stations there are people who throw little drive-by heckles and complaints on like I don't know. Let's say that Macy's decides to use baby. It's cold outside in an ad campaign. There'll be maybe a few hundred people that throw a little like a uh, wokeness on their Facebook pages and be like, Hey, this is a problematic song. You guys look real bad right now. You know, that's not a person who's waking up in the morning and trying to make a difference by getting that song off the air. That's somebody who's performatively being woke and trying to like, uh, you know, trying to show that they know that and Macy's doesn't and fuck you Macy's. But literally the minute that they hit post on that post, that person has moved on and doesn't give a fuck anymore about, (laughs) about the poor girl who's getting drugged and raped in that song. Like the, not like the minute that that's over, it's over for them. There's no political project or effort in any of these things. And I'm using the baby it's cold outside thing as a stand in for like a bunch of things like that. Things that maybe elicit a loud and shrill and annoying reaction online, but don't actually translate to anything that anybody would well, ever care about. That brings up a, another another thing, something I've thought about a lot lately, and, and that's that. Um, and of course, it's plenty of problems with social media in general. But 
um, and the internet and everything. But the, the idea that every single thing is still there, whether or not the person who originally posted it still cares or even did care in the first place. Um, it, and it, it makes like a, like, it's like a cloud of just constant bombardment of ideas and thoughts that don't really, nobody is attached to them. No actual person is attached to any of them. And you could kind of even put it um, uh, to like getting away from that. You can go to like products. Like this is like kind of silly, but like um, an old phone charger that doesn't work that the phone doesn't even exist anymore. So it's like you, there's no reason to be able to buy that option. When you go to Amazon to buy a new phone charger, it shouldn't be an option for one of the things to buy. And it's like, it's like, there's just too much stuff, basically, is I guess the point I'm trying to make. There's, there's too many things, things need to be retired and gotten rid of. Are we slowly moving into from like, are we moving more in line with our buddy, uh, with our buddy, uh, Brian from Street Fight Radio? Like, to, are we moving into like anarchist territory? Because Brian's, <laughs> Brian's an anarchist. So, so I'm just um, wondering if maybe that's the direction we're going. Yeah, that's possible. We're 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 pretty annoyed with uh with everything. Some fat people <laughs> like to just sit there and cook marshmallows <laughs> while the world burns. Cook s'mores. S'mores sounds so I, good. We've lost weight, you and I combined. Yeah, I. Uh, Should we talk about uh, that or no? Sure. I, I'm. I'm it was both both of us. It's not like we're disciplined. We just got like intensely ill the mo- yeah well the, the oh i trust me i'm 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 fucking disciplined <laughs> trust me at least i have been these last two months but uh yeah it's good it's good to talk about it because then i'll feel stupid if i was to fall off of it so i guess it's a good thing to talk about it oh yeah it's like putting yourself out there and now you have to like follow up yeah yeah exactly um yeah, yeah i've lost um i've lost 26 pounds so beautiful i have lost myself. eight 18 pounds so far and uh yeah it's just non-stop it's basically my 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 whole life basically the last two months is revolves around it i think we should explain to people that you're uh, like significantly shorter than me oh yeah yeah i yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm much i'm much definitely a much shorter person yes <laughs> but i'm yeah. uh tiny historically t- you've I'm been t- more historically you've been more <laughs> rotund than me but yes, yes. <laughs> you've been more yeah. babar like than i am <laughs> i don't know what that means you know babar the elephant where he walks uh, and... yeah you do you know a reference to babar because they made fun of babar on the critic where he like walked like an elephant with the with the thing <laughs> with his tail trailing behind him why don't they reboot the critic they should. Uh, I mean, I kind of would like that. I don't know if you could have it without John Lovitz, though. And I don't know. I don't know that he can do anything now. <laughs> like he just seems to be too far gone. Yeah, we've talked about that before on this show. But I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about the fact that like all the SNL guys from the '90s turned into these like weird reactionary mm-hmm. um, right wing dudes, like Rob Schneider yeah. and John Lovitz, and and. To some degree, Norm, like Norm is kind of a right wing, like, you know, edgelord dude. And it's it's weird. I think Norm, Norm more, more occupies the, uh, the South. Park Dennis Miller. Schools. What about Dennis Miller, dude? Oh, like, Dennis Miller is the worst of them all. Really? Yeah. I mean, he's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I the love, SNL, I, that's the SNL era that we lionize that we say was oh, great. Yeah. It's the best. It's the best. They were great. They were great at the time. But yeah, I don't. I don't know what the hell happened. I want to throw. I, I I'm going to throw my unpopular take out there. Upon like more maturation and sort of kind of growing up and understanding the world a little bit more. Um, upon further review, no years of SNL have ever been good. <laughs> like none of them have ever been good. Yeah, I mean that's that's probably true, but I mean at least uh, there were memorable sketches a long time ago. You know, there were ones that seemed to stand. I mean, maybe some of it is just uh, Will Ferrell. You know, <laughs> that's it. I mean, well, I don't know. I like, like all the Phil Hartman I chal- stuff. I okay, ch- yeah, Phil Hartman's pretty good. I'll give you that. I'll challenge you now, and people are gonna like 
bitch at me for saying this, but like it's kind of true. Watch all of Chris Farley's sketches. They're not as funny as you remember them being. They're not really that funny. Uh, I don't know. There's still some pretty good Chris Farley stuff. SNL still, they always did have that thing that they especially have now, but they had it back then where everything went too far and not in like an uncomfortable, funny way, but like, a in a, it, like it, yeah, it, it really, like it, it really boring. did. Yeah. yeah. It really did kill it. And yeah, that I would say even Farley and all of them, like they were just going way too long. By the way, I love that this episode is called Fudge. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the name. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch Super Fudge. Uh, yeah, you've liked some really bad stuff, though. Um, talking about like comedy shows, you liked the Bush show. Remember, there was like a Bush comedy show that was really wait, wait, bad. wait. You're talking about the Trey Parker one? Yeah, it was bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh no, it was, it was great. But I, I, for a second, I thought you were going to try to tell people that I liked uh, That's My Bush or not That's My Bush, the other one. Wait, That's Little My Bush. Bush is a Trey Parker one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, that's the one I did like. No, I meant the other one, uh, Little Bush. I thought you were going to say that I liked that, which was oh, the I animated show. There, there's never been a good animated show. I can't differentiate yeah, you, the two in my head. Oh, one was live yeah, action. You yeah, well, the Trey Parker thing was a uh, it was a live action show. It was basically like an old sitcom from like the uh, late seventies, early eighties, but with you know the White House, and it had like all the tropes. It was a parody of like of all those old sitcoms. And it was it was it was hilarious. It was, it was, it was like a Lucky ridiculous. Louie. It was like Lucky Louie, right? It was exactly like Lucky Louie. Yeah, it was that same kind of thing, except for with the whole White House setting. And it was funny. There was there. It was very weird, and it was very just you know, it was ridiculous. It was very very funny. But uh, how did you and I like? How did I never really watch that? If I mean like, the, that was a period of time where you and I were pretty much connected at the hip. Like other non in. There was a, a series of maybe four or five years of our lives where, like, <laughs> if if we weren't at work, I'd say 90% of the time we were, like, sitting or standing next to each other. Yeah, we're standing next to each other. Sitting or standing. <laughs> I, I, we I were think within, like, 10 feet of each other for 90% of our young yeah, adult lives. Like, it's true. <laughs> it's really it's so fucking true. stupid. No, to answer your question, no, I think the reason why is because I didn't really watch it when it was first on. I watched it once uh, it came out on DVD, and I think I watched it all in one weekend and loved it, and then that was it. Like I watched it the one time. It wasn't a show that I watched all the time or anything like that. I'm full of unpopular takes tonight. You want to hear another one? Here's my oh, unpopular takes. Cat cat pictures. Not interested. <laughs> That's my child. That's my new baby. Dog pictures I can do. It's like, okay, fine. But Oh, you bet you better fucking do. You send me your dog pictures. What are you talking about? Yeah, because I know you like them. I don't even take oh. pictures of my dog anymore. My dog I don't even know if he's alive right now. I don't know where he is. <laughs> you can buy an Aquaman dildo, according to Mashable. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sense. think Mashable could say dildo. Aren't they corporately owned? Don't they have to uh, not acknowledge the existence of dildos? Oh yeah, the Oscars shortlist came out today. Um, I still haven't seen the movie. The only movie that I want to see. I'm waiting to get off the phone with you. I'm going to go watch it. Roma. Roma. Yeah, I could go watch it in a movie theater. I told you. Remember that? Um. Yeah. Rub it in, you fucking prick. I. <laughs> I'm going to wait another week or two and uh, try to wait it out and see if they'll show it somewhere here. I guess I should see it before New Year's, though, so I can make my end-of-year list. But Then again, I'm not going to be able to see if Beale Street could talk either because that's uh, Josh told me it's not opening until January 10th here. <laughs> I like that the song from uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs is up for uh, – well, it's, it's in the short list for best song. That's awesome. Why don't you fly out here and watch um, Come See Roma with me in the theater? I'd love to. I wonder how uh, cheap I can get a ticket. You're never going to be. You wrote down here uh, Blueberry Lab. What does that mean? Oh, no. It's IAB. That's that that new certifications uh, about our statistics and all that stuff. I don't know. Just If that was something you want to talk about, I don't really 
give a shit. Survey, survey, hotshot, pop quiz. If you're a black woman, what do you, who do you pick for your Democratic nominee for president? Kamala Harris, Beto, Biden, Booker, Warren, Abrams, Bernie Sanders. Who's who's your choice? Who you got? Who do you have, Jewish Dave? Black woman. Anyone but Bernie, right? Don't, don't black people hate Bernie? Isn't that yeah, like the, the story? The story? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the editor of Mother Jones just tweeted out a like <laughs> her own take on a survey that went around, um, and it's in, an insanely mistaken uh, poll in terms of the numbers. It has Bernie in last place, but like. The way she positions the numbers, it's completely wrong, and she misinterpreted and misinterpreted all the data. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's a, it's just a really, really bad. Um, it's a, I mean, like Mother Jones, crazy. Like, do you know who Mother Jones was? Like the labor leader, the you know, the, no, the union builder. Okay, so Mother Jones is this centrist. Do you know the magazine though? Are you familiar with the, the website of the magazine? Yes. Mother Jones? So like yeah. it's this bastion of like centrist Hillary um corporate democrat thought. And it's mm. j- like an unending irony, like a, a, a never-ending slap in the face to anybody who builds themselves as a progressive person that this magazine is run by these fucking shills and it has the name mother jones it i just every time i see this woman clara jeffrey um her shit pop up on my timeline i i i'm always reminded of how bad mother jones is i mean they do some good reporting honestly but like the people who run it are terrible um yeah so she, um, she, yeah that that's the thing so who, who who would you have out of all those people you mean for myself or yeah, as a black for, woman? For yourself. <laughs> for yourself, a black uh, woman. Yeah, I mean, I, I still am going to stick with Bernie for now. Um, but I don't know. I suppose, I suppose we're starting to see a couple of interesting, you know, possibilities when Bernie isn't the one. <laughs> you know? So you know, I guess we'll see what happens. But I, I don't know. At this point, I, I'm so checked out. Yeah. ever since the election no I, that's I just, and that's the right move just checking out yeah. i think the conversations that are happening right now are so corrosive i had the yeah i had the the mistake of just like very innocently wading into a thread of like hillary's supporters the other day and just posting <laughs> i mean i don't think i deserve to get roasted but you be the judge i waded into this thread this like back and forth among, use the like, c word no, didn't use the C word, but I did <laughs> post. Somebody was talking about like Hillary's popularity among. <laughs> Somebody was talking about Hillary's, Hillary's popularity among, um, you know, among African Americans and people of color, and um, and like of course it was all Hillary people, so they were using the opportunity to like shit on Bernie, and I just couldn't help myself, just kind of like doing the old like rolling a grenade out of the elevator door while the door is closing. And um, so I just posted like Hillary owned slaves, which is true. Hillary owned <laughs> slaves. She did. She might not have owned them. And yes, they were uh, technically wards of the state as prisoners at the time, but she, she, you know, benefited from slave labor in the uh, governor's mansion. I'm not going to draw sure. distinctions between people who are forced to work against their will uh, for, you know, the profit of other people it's slavery and like prison prison labor is slavery. Sorry. And, um, <laughs> so Hillary owns slaves and wow, did that stir up a hornet's nest? <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thought that, that would be the thing. <laughs> Get everybody. The, those people are not, not, not well known for their ability to take jokes. No, no, no. They are a, a singularly Hillary Clinton fans. Crazy to me still that there are Hillary Clinton fans fans like yeah i know but hillary clinton fans are a singularly joyless humorless bunch (laughs) absolutely a thousand percent incapable of grasping irony or even just being able to laugh at themselves a little bit no not even the slightest i had so many white women 
like from the from from Los Angeles and fucking Brooklyn telling me about my privilege. <laughs> <laughs> like in that in that thread about how privileged I was and how and also positing all types of like uh, ascribing their own um their own takes of what black people and people of color and like must be feeling about when <laughs> I point out the fact, the fact that Hillary owns slaves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I thought some of them would laugh. Wow. None of them did. <laughs> they, that is a group that takes themselves insanely seriously. And oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, I guess they're still coming to grips with it. I mean, I don't know. 2016 broke a lot of people's brains and a lot of people aren't coming back. Like a lot of people are (laughs) checked out for good now. Yeah. I think I'll, 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 you'll be able to pull me back in uh, as, as we get a little closer to something concrete. But um, for now, there's other shit that uh, matters so much more to me at this moment in time. Cut to me shoving you into a hole filled with wet concrete. (laughs) The one out on Flatford Street that I mentioned before, it all comes back around. Yeah. That's that's perfect place. Yeah. Place to take it. So you think this is gonna be the last episode of 2018 for us? Is that what I'm what I'm reading here? Yeah, this is definitely the last episode. I mean but you're not you're going to a- do one with me next week. You're not going to do one with me for New Year's Eve, like a New Year's countdown. Maybe we do a um I don't know, maybe we do like a uh live stream or something. I mean, we could possibly uh, the weekend after Christmas, like, I don't think I'd be able to, well, no, we, we got plans that Saturday, maybe that Sunday, maybe that Sunday we could do one. That would still be t- uh, 2018, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, days, days are, are things and calendars are really just constructs of man. <laughs> I'm bringing it up right now. Yeah, I got planned Saturday. I got planned Careful. Sunday. Don't pull up a calendar lest we lose our internet connection. That's true. <laughs> yeah, actually, I could do one on New Year's Day, uh, New Year's Eve. Okay. You think you could edit it in time if we did that? Probably. There's, yeah. uh, or I could just not edit it. That's true, too. I mean, with okay. the squad cast, who needs editing? Um, Put it out there. Yeah, maybe, maybe, we could, maybe we could do that. Maybe we could do one on uh, December 31st. That would be good. In the year, let's count down our favorite things that happened this year. So, um, how do you feel as we go back to the original topic that we were talking about? Uh, about the unviability of Facebook, the just the uh, you know, me, I'm, a, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum from you when it comes to Facebook. I, I have a fucking great time on Facebook. The, I mean, it sucks for trying you, to the problem with promote talking to you about stuff. it. The problem, yeah, but not even just that. The problem with talking to you about it is that. You are constitutionally opposed to um, even entertaining the idea that 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 it's that it matters that Facebook is bad because you're lined up on that position. And I'm looking at what's just coming out right now, a New York Times investigative piece that's literally just coming out like right this minute. That is mm-hmm. it's kind of like the Trump thing where like bad things are always coming out. But if you stop and really read, there are degrees of bad things. And this is one mm-hmm. of the, like, this is probably the worst one that I've read. And it's okay. a huge New York times. Uh, what I imagine will be a cover story tomorrow. Um, as Facebook raised a privacy wall, it carved an opening for tech giants. Facebook allowed Microsoft's Bing search engine to see the names of virtually all Facebook users, friends without consent and gave Netflix and Spotify the ability to read <laughs> Facebook users' private messages in Messenger. Uh So Netflix and Spotify, something, by the way, I fucking knew it, by the way, because there's things that I was doing private messaging about that would show up in my algorithm later. And Yeah. Yeah. And that's as egregious a thing as anything. And if you, you, Dave, if you're not capable of mustering up some outrage for that, then it's in, it's 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 intellectually dishonest to even have these Facebook conversations with you, right? Well, okay, I would draw the line at private messages. You're absolutely right in that in that in that case. Um, although if it's if it's 
now of course this is might come across a little bit naive but if it's just the algorithm reading your messages so they're looking for names of bands and, and products to sell you and all that kind of stuff um but it's not actual people reading the content of your message it's just you know uh, machine speak uh it's not as bad you know it's it's definitely bad no matter how you slice it but um it, it's not the end of the world but the the first part of what you were reading there about seeing your friends list and all that kind of stuff i don't care at all about that like not even a little bit i mean that's insane that's i mean i realize i realize that people like you and your point is oh we all just have to always assume that everybody is reading everything that we're doing yeah yeah, why don't you think our Twitter DMs are being read? Like, you really don't think it's eventually going to come out? Because Twitter isn't as good because as it's business. worthless. <laughs> yeah, because it's worthless. It's fucking worthless. Twitter DMs that's, are fucking that's worthless. The, yeah, so, I mean, do you really think Twitter wants to be worthless? Don't you think they want to regain, you know, more of a, a market share and yeah, get and us more hooked in? if they ever get to that and, point, then I'll fucking and then jet the way that I jetted from Facebook. I'll and what are you going to eventually go to? I don't like, know. Man. What are you going to go? I lived for how do you? I lived for twenty three years without social networking. I'll I'll be yeah. fine without it. But guess what? You lived for twenty three years in pre twenty eighteen. <laughs> you know, it's it's a different world now. Like I am not, and especially I mean, you, especially you. You got a kid and everything, and your full time job. When are where are you going to find time to go back to just? Going back to that pre-social media life of oh, all my interaction is going to happen in person, hanging out with people. Like, where where are you going to find time for that? I'll tell you, point? man. I gave up Facebook a month ago. I haven't even missed it once. Like, though, actually, uh -huh. I've the, I've had the opposite of missing it. There are things because you can't like, especially if you work in like a knowledge worker environment, like like a lot of us do where you are being called on to check on postings or to pull information or use data off of Facebook. Like, um, okay. Like, uh, like events, right? Like people will schedule their events on Facebook because nobody's apparently mm -hmm. ever fucking heard of Eventbrite, which is a thousand times. Right. Better. Well, because nobody will look at Eventbrite. If you send somebody an Eventbrite invite, no one's going to look, but if you do it a Facebook invite, they're going to look because it's so right there. I've, in had the same to, I've had to like log back onto Facebook because I didn't delete my Facebook or anything. I just right, yeah. I deleted the app off of my phone and deleted messenger off of my phone. But, um, mm -hmm. it, you know, like I'll, I can still go in on Chrome and log into the site. I didn't delete my profile or anything like that. Um, so I deleted my app. I didn't delete the profile. I'll just leave the, let the profile just sit out there because what are they going to do? Plunder my old data forever. I mean, it's not going to give them anything. They already have it. And, Right. I, I don't fucking care. Um, but I, I, I go back on there and I'm annoyed. I'm actually it, – it further entrenches me in my position of deleting and staying off of Facebook. Every mm. time I'm like forced to like interact with some link that can only be accessed through Facebook, I'm like – I don't get back on there. And I think what Facebook would like is that people who have disengaged from the platform go back to it and – like me, I go back on it and I'm like, oh wow, Facebook actually is a little cooler now. Maybe I'll maybe I'll re-engage with this and I'll start doing it again. Having the complete opposite reaction. Every time I go back on there, I haven't been feeding the algorithm. So the algorithm doesn't fucking know what to show me. It shows me the worst shit. My timeline looks like garbage. It's people I haven't even heard, people I didn't even know I was friends with, people I don't even know. And like ads for Maseratis and shit that are like I mean, the most ridiculous shit is on my Facebook wall now and uh, people bitching about politics and a podcast forum. And I mean, like, I don't, it's immediately a turnoff. It is immediately unsavory. I, like every I get inch it. Of I get everything unsavory. you're saying. I get it. I get it. I get everything you're saying, but the good stuff is there too. And the good stuff is not anywhere else. Nothing good. <laughs> that's what, that's what it comes down to. The, the me making a joke and then laughing about it with a bunch of friends and everybody adds to it and it ends up, you know, turning into a, a long conversation with a whole bunch of people, both real life friends and, you know, Facebook friends who I don't really actually know that that happens on Facebook on Twitter. You get, you know, it's, it's random nobodies. Like it, that's all it is. Nobody you actually know is there. Like, and it's, it's, I just, I've never understood the desire to talk with random 
people on the internet. That just has never appealed to me. And I guess that's part of the reason why I don't play online video games too. Like I, I have no desire to interact with random people. Like it just, uh, now if random people are a part of the thread, that's cool. But you know, all your friends and family and the people that you've known, you know, forever that, you know, maybe you wouldn't even really consider a friend, but like an acquaintance, like they are never going to all be in the same place at the same time again. It's only going to be Facebook. And if you get anything out of that, it's, you know, you kind of have to weigh the pros and the cons. And yeah, there's a lot of bad about Facebook. And I think it's ruining the culture in a lot of ways, but you know, it's going to do that whether I stay on it or not. So fuck it. I don't think anything is, anything is better since you quit. Let's put it that way. Nothing's better. Well, that's good. I'll take that to mean that you miss me. <laughs> well, now I have to text you. Now I, uh, now I can't just write David Quinones. I have to write Cobra. Yeah, Twitter's garbage. <laughs> Although I've been, uh, I've been doing pretty good with piecing it together on there lately. It's growing, but that's all. Oh uh, well, I mean that's a, a different conversation. If you're talking about like getting people to pay attention to a thing, no social network is right. Yeah, no, they're all terrible. But I, I will say as much as I don't like Twitter, I, I don't like a single thing about it from the interface to the concept. I don't like any of it, but it has worked for me a lot better than Facebook. Um, I mean, my group is pretty cool, the piecing it together movie discussion group. But um, as far as like actually getting people to listen to the show, Twitter has been surprisingly good. I will give it that. Well, let's let's, let's put a bow on this one, Dave. I think that's probably a good idea. I think uh, I'm tired now. I just we, we've been tired. talking over an hour. Yeah, I, I understand. Mm. I understand. You want to? Uh, you want to? Can I do a plug real quick before you we plug, uh, plug away, my friend? Uh, my my music video Palindrome 360 was just uh, nominated for best virtual reality music video at the virtual reality vir- uh, virtual reality fest here in Las Vegas. I voted for. Um, it. It's you did? It's option number eight on question number two. Thank you. That's wonderful that you remember that. That's the nicest thing you've ever said. Um, so everybody go vote. Uh, you can find it on uh, virtualrealityfestival.com or on their Facebook page. And uh, yeah, it's question two is best music video. We are option number eight, Palindrome 360. So that's my plug. Good stuff. What's, what's, have you ever thought about doing one of these with a plot? Like writing something like? I don't know. Uh, for a virtual reality one or just one of my music videos? Yeah. Well, virtual reality one, not particularly. I mean, there's kind of like a through line to this Palindrome 360, even though it doesn't have a story. But I mean, I wrote the the plot, the, the whole story to uh, Artificial, but that's more of a film style music video. Um, it, it's hard without money behind it to really do something narrative in the virtual reality space because you're very limited by what you can do without spending, you know, tens of thousands of dollars on production. So that's why I opt for more just trippy stuff when it comes to virtual reality. So here's um, here's something that we can end on. I was looking at Facebook and the one of the only interesting things that I still see is ever on Facebook is like my this day uh, in history thing or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I saw that eight years ago today. Gina um, sent me a message where she was making fun of a place that opened like a corny ass place that opened, I guess, near you guys called like called Dive Bar. Yeah. One of these like very, <laughs> you know, atmospheres painted on the wall type of places, you know, like th- with no personality and um yeah, trying to be something authentic but like w- like wildly failing. You and I drove by it a few times I think and we just kind of laughed at a dive bar or a th- any any bar that would call itself dive bar. Um okay, that was 8 years ago. Cut to today. DC, this is from eater.com, the DC, the DC section of eater.com. Uh, DuPont's new dive bar will have PBR cans alongside bottle service. Uh, so listen to this. <laughs> A bar called Dive will open soon in the basement of DuPont Circle's Darlington House restaurant. It will embrace its name with Paps uh, Blue Ribbon, Tall Boys, open mic nights, and rock and roll themed food and drinks. A grand opening ceremony is intentionally timed to coincide with an 
epic party night, New Year's Eve. Something to understand. If you haven't been to D.C. or you don't go to D.C. much or don't know much about D.C., it is a place that while it has while it's rich in um, physical monuments to history, like things that you can go see as a place, as a city, it's completely culturally bereft. There's nothing going on there. Music is terrible. The fucking food is terrible. It has some moments in history like the D.C. rock scene and the punk scene in the 80s and the early 90s and the alternative scene was like a well-known. There are some D.C., Maryland area rappers that are like Maryland, for instance, and D.C. Some people still claim Tupac as like a, as a D.C. rapper or a Maryland mm. rapper or Baltimore rapper specifically. But he, he wasn't really. But, you know, there it has some historical credibility right now. The iteration of what Washington, D.C. is now is a fucking like soulless um, fucking sugar oath of like just <laughs> just a, a maw of like the absence of culture uh so anyway that what you find now and and food the food is terrible dc is probably one of the worst food cities in the country and what you um what you find now is some tacky cheesy ass shit like this that people will launch to try to like give the appearance of culture it's like painting the word culture onto the wall and being like look we've got culture um so original exposed brick walls will also house a lineup of guitars available for everyone to take down and play upon arrival customers are handed branded guitar picks and a ukulele to create mini bands at their table oh god (laughs) doesn't that sound like a hell doesn't that sound like uh, you would be living in hell? That sounds horrendous. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Just imagine oh, god, the entitled awful. Ivy League assholes that go to a place like this in DC, and imagine handing them musical instruments. <laughs> and letting them just work out all of their all of their like feelings of inadequacy that they've done so much to hide and like, <laughs> giving them a, a a venue giving them a stage to get people to look at them and like all of the oh my god how many like how many people are going to be doing like adam sandler covers from like his first two albums I honestly don't even know what they're going to be doing. I, I just can't imagine that any of those people have any kind of like even enough talent to play a ukulele. ukulele. <laughs> like I just can't imagine it. Just just a bunch of entitled fucking kids. Our next musician uh, comes to us from the uh, U.S. State Department, where he is a uh, undersecretary. He's uh, he's he. <laughs> He's got a, a a degree in in, ec- in economics from uh, the Wharton School of Management, and um, he's going to be playing Glycerine by Bush. Oh, His name is uh, uh, <laughs> Jake Nodules. <laughs> And all points west.